Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid. And for yourself, because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid, and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about adoptive family expectations, what we have seen over the past 17 years, where the average or the normal parameters usually are, where sometimes families come in with a different set of expectations that are not actually realistic, or maybe their expectations are are grandiose. And so, or maybe they're minimalistic. So by, by breaking these down today, I think that we can hopefully reach those adoptive families that are either beginning the process of their adoption journey, or they're in the middle of their adoption journey, or maybe they have completed their adoption journey and they don't have the feelings that they thought that they would have when they reach the end. And this will give them some insight. So maybe it will change the view of the experience that they had. So that's, that's the goal for today. So when an adoptive family comes in and they may have had a friend or family member that has previously adopted, they will hear stories, they will watch movies, maybe get on the internet, do some research and talk to the adoption entity that is assisting them with their adoption And through all of these these mediums, they are then compiling what they feel their adoption journey should look like, what they're expecting. This is often influenced and biased by their wants, needs, and desires. What we need to remember is every adoption situation is unique. Your family, as it stands right now, is unique. The birth mother is unique. The, the whole situation together, there's so many uh, variable components that can change on, on a dime. And so what we need to remember as we are moving through this process is that we all have to readjust. 
So in other words, if you are, let's say you're going on, this is kind of a, a, a minimal comparison, but let's say you're going to a state far away that you've never been to and you get online and you look up the weather and it, it says that it's going to be 70 degrees during the day and chance of rain. Okay. So you, you bring an umbrella, you bring a raincoat because there's a good chance of rain. Um, maybe you buy rain boots and you get there and you've got that as a possibility. But yet you've also got a sweatshirt because if it's 80 or 70 during the day, maybe it's going to be cold at night. And so you're bringing a range of clothes, you you know, you're going to maybe put on a sweatshirt. So you're going to adjust to that. If it rains, you're going to open your umbrella. So you, you've got these, these ways to acclimate to what the weather is with Uh adoption. You have to do the same. thing. You have to be able to acclimate to what is happening. So you may have a birth mother that comes into the adoption program and you match with her and she's staying in a hotel per se. And then she decides I'm going to get an apartment. So that changes things. And somebody may say, well, how, why would that change anything? Well, because if she's in an apartment, she is harder to reach because with a hotel, we can have somebody go in and knock on the hotel door. We've got the hotel staff that can assist us in contacting the birth mother. So we've got an extra support there. Um, If we have a birth mother that decides to go into a shelter rather than a hotel or an apartment, Um, and it's a closed shelter, then you're going to have that added issue of being able to reach her at all because shelters, whether they're homeless shelters or domestic violence shelters, they oftentimes won't disclose who is living there and who's not. So again, that's going to add another layer. And so you have to acclimate as a family and understand that it's just not you that's acclimating. It is the caseworkers because they have to change how they are doing things. So what was happening a week ago in terms of communication, in terms of the current relationship and how things are being done changes when a birth mother is going to the same doctor and then she switches doctors and that doctor's office may take longer to send out medical records than the previous doctor did. And adoptive families can be very anxious to get the medical records and that's understandable. They want to check on the status of the birth mother and the status of the baby. But at the same time, when we, when doctors switch, there are doctor's offices that take significantly longer than other providers. So in understanding this, this isn't the result or fault of the adoption agency. It is a deviation in the way that things were going. We now have to open the umbrella. We now have to put on the sweatshirt. We now have to, you know, when... When COVID came in, I mean, we had to put on the sweatshirt, the umbrella, the mask, the the facial barrier. I mean, it was, you know, the... You had to change everything. uh, Right. And so, again, this is a process. We don't have a crystal ball. And I think that when, when we prepare ourselves for something, like going to another state with, you know, a varying temperature and one that you're not really familiar with. So you don't understand like that it rains every day in Hawaii, but it can change on a dime. And so with adoption, it's been described before as a roller coaster and it really is, but it's a roller coaster that you've never been on before. Even if you have adopted before, it's a new roller coaster. 
the track has changed. And right. And when you're on that roller coaster, you don't get to say, oh no, 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 no. I don't want to go on this loop. So we're going to not, I'm going to stop, <laughs> up the roller coaster, the cart and let the guy who's pushing the button at the bottom know that we're going to skip this loop. <laughs> well, you can't in order to get past that loop to the end of the ride, you have to go through that loop. And maybe you didn't see that loop when you stood in line and got in the cart, you didn't realize that there was an upside down loop, but there is. And unfortunately with adoption, we see those upside down loops and we've ridden the roller coaster with many families. And yes, sometimes it is great. And at the end, we want to jump right back on the ride. And there are other times where you're throwing up and swearing that you will never sit on another roller coaster cart for the rest of your life. And I think when you're going through the adoption process, there's a lot to be said. I mean, it is definitely a roller coaster. It's hopefully not Montezuma's Revenge for most people. You know, hopefully it's a good experience where they want to jump right back on. But there are going to be loops and turns and bouts of rain that you're not expecting. And so if you go into it and understand that it's a process and that the adoption entity that you're working with is going to do the very best they can to navigate through these uncharted waters because every adoption, again, is unique and new. Even a birth mother that has placed before, we will have some idea of how she does things. That doesn't mean that it's going to be the same experience the second time. There's going to be surprises along the way. Uh And again, this is going to be part of your story. So if you look at it like this is part of the journey, to grow your family and understand that there's going to be, you know, hard days where you have to wait a little bit longer for the medical records, or maybe uh, your birth mother is, you know, living in an apartment and her phone is dead and we can't reach her for a day or two and understand that that these things too shall pass. Um, You know, people lose phone charging cords and they lose their phones and these things happen. And to just take a deep breath, Keep the seat, the seat belt on and keep your umbrella in your purse. So what is your best advice for an adopting couple as far as gathering that raincoat and bringing the umbrella and being prepared? How do you help them in a situation that you don't know? It's fluid, always fluid. But what do you give them as advice? Okay, really, really, really good question. So there's a couple things that you can do. Um, kind of as preventative maintenance. On the front end, as you are preparing for your adoption journey, make sure you talk to a wide range of people who've had very different adoption experiences. Don't speak to everybody who's had the ideal adoption experience, you know, the picture perfect hallmark experience. Speak to people who've had a disruption. Speak to people who had a rocky adoption journey with a happy ending. Speak to somebody who had a rocky adoption journey with a not so happy ending. Speak to, you know what I mean? You want, you want the full variety because you want to see what the gamut really is. As you are doing research, make sure that you, you see exactly what all the possibilities are. 
you know, what is really happening in the adoption world. It changes so much from year to year. And it's changed um, by things like a lot of external factors. Um, you know, what's current social services the county is offering because that is going to impact birth mothers and what they receive from the state. So if the state is currently giving X amount of money in, um, you know, WIC dollars for food stamps, then that is going to affect what the mother is receiving. You know what I mean? So there's so many things that you that influence that we may not even realize. Um, you know, what is the common drug that is being used on the street? How does that impact everything? Is it a strong enough drug that it's going to um, make birth mothers not want to go to the doctor because they don't want to be drug tested if their OB does that? That's another factor that you're going to have. So there's there's external factors. So find out what the current status is. You know, what are the, the state services that are offered to birth mothers? What has changed in the adoption world? And I think asking that sole question is super important because you know, we often give updates on what's new, what's different, you know, what's happening. There's also a reason that in Arizona, you know, we are audited and we are relicensed every year. Some states will go a couple years and then be relicensed, but we undergo relicensing every year, which I think is a great thing because it not only allows us to be transparent, but it also gives reassurance to adoptive families that we are being evaluated by the state and that everything is up to code. And I, I like that transparency. I think it's a good thing. The other thing that they can do to prepare is, is ask their uh, case manager to really be upfront with them. You know, let me know, like, you know, why was I getting medical records right after her appointment a month ago, but now it's taking like three weeks. Is there a reason is it, you know, an internal issue? Is there, is somebody out sick or is it the doctor's office? You know what I mean? Just so you understand and you're not accusing the wrong person because sometimes it's completely out of our control. And I think that, you know, really understanding what the issues are will help you deal with your feelings surrounding the expectations that you have created in your head. I want to go back to something you said early on, and it, it involves the expectations that you've created in your head. But early, you said you, a lot of people come into adoption as an adopting couple, and they have expectations from, for instance, movies, uh, stories they've heard, things they've read, and also just their own internal expectations. What do you think is the biggest source of misinformation or flawed thinking in how an adoption is going to go? Do you think it's movies? Do you think it's, you know friends telling stories that are full of sunshine and rainbows, but aren't exactly realistic. What is the biggest thing that misguides misconception? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's actually a combination of, of all of them. I think when you have situations that are exploited, that are super great and, and flawless and perfect and unrealistic, and those are given a lot of attention. I think that, can skew it. I also think that if you have, you know, a bad situation, like for instance, the Paul Peterson situation, that can put a bad taste in people's mouths as well. And so they can be coming into the adoption process with a negative attitude because they're concerned because of what happened with Paul Peterson, even though 
The majority of agencies in the United States had nothing to do with him or his situation. And so that can put a negative spin on things. And so really, when you're looking at extremes, throw them both out and aim for the middle because that's realistic and normal and what is going to happen most of the time. So those of you that are out there listening and you are either in your adoption experience journey right now, or you're looking to embark on one, or you've had a past one, don't stop educating yourself. Keep learning, keep growing, because that is the best thing that you can do. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.